Hey everyone, and welcome to the All Elite Zone podcast on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, we're here with our, uh, well, we're going to do a Rampage reaction after this, but we're here for it with uh, AEW and ROH star Matt Taven, uh, one of the best wrestlers in the, in the entire world. Uh, I always compare him to AJ Styles a lot. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a very, it's a, it's a very great to have you on. Uh, I'm, at, I'm at Taven, I know it's uh, it's pretty like hectic. Uh, you're going to, 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 to WrestleCade and all that. Um, so, yeah, I'm 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 here in the airport right now. Uh, as you can see behind me, this is my my lovely digs at the moment. But thank you, thank you for the kind words. It's great to be here. Great. Uh, so I guess I'll go first, and then uh, Lane, then Jacob, uh, and. Uh, all right. So my first question is, uh, you know. You and Mike Bennett and Maria, you are the kingdom. Uh, yeah. You came to AEW. You came to Impact. You came. You've been everywhere, uh, but now you're in AEW. Uh, well, first I want to say, like, how did the kingdom come together? Like, uh, like from the very beginning, you know, it was, uh, you met you, Mike Bennett, Maria, and Adam Cole. Uh, so how did that come together? Well, the kingdom first came together because it was something that was real. You know, there's something that was happening behind the scenes. Uh, me and Cole were very good friends. Uh, me and Mike had known each other since we started. And we kind of came up in the New England area together. And uh, we were all in Ring of Honor together. And it was kind of a time where I needed something fresh. I needed something new. And Mike and Cole and Maria had already kind of started making this thing. And then it was... Uh, really a no-brainer just because we're already traveling together as it was that uh, I should we should join up because what was going on behind the camera was very easy to show on screen and I think everything that came across as real with the kingdom was because it was and I think it was something that I tried to do with the second incarnation with the kingdom as well was surround myself with people that I was close to that I knew that I came up with and I feel like both in, you know, both versions of the kingdom really kind of encapsulate that that feeling of, of a bunch of guys that not only had had been through it together, had gone through a lot of stuff, but were were cheerleaders for one another. We're trying to help one another and, and we're uh, on a mission to make each other better. I like that. Um, so I have a question for you. So I was at the pay-per-view um Back here in Dallas, when you guys uh, officially formed Honor No More, um, so I want to know, like, what's a little insight on that? Like, how did that all come to be? Because I remember my fiance; she was smacking me upside the head with how much I was freaking out as you guys were running by me. So, how did Honor <laughs> No More kind of come to be? Well, it's it's very similar to the Kingdom. I mean, Eddie Edwards was someone who came up a little bit ahead of of me and Mike in the New England area, but someone that we always looked up to, someone that always helped us out. And that whole crew were guys that were very close to each other in Ring of Honor. You know, myself, Vincent, Mike, Maria, all Kingdom members. Kenny King is a longtime friend of mine. And PCO kind of our wild card, our, our muscle of the group. And uh, But it was, it was a no-brainer that when we were coming into to Impact to pair up with, with a guy that had done so much for me, not just in Ring of Honor, but in the Indies as well. And I uh, had always looked out for me and, and, you know, a little 
behind the scenes is that Eddie Edwards was one of the first pers- people to reach out to me after the whole Ring of Honor thing happened when the company was first being sold uh, last year about this time and was a guy that, you know, reached out to all of us and, and kind of got the, got the ball movement on the Honor No More deal. And then once it was time to go, it, it happened very quick. It, it, uh, I think Wednesday of that week, I wasn't even supposed to be in Dallas. And next thing you know, I'm on a flight and we're running out on pay-per-view and, and here we go. Here's the next year of, of my career. But um, it, it all really started the same way the kingdom started, something that was very real that people knew would come across on screen as real. And uh, we just brought it from behind the scenes to, to in front of the camera. Yeah, I could definitely tell. It, it was it was one of those like fun factions this year. Like I thought it was one of my favorite moments of wrestling this year. So thank you thank for you. answering that question for me because I was super stoked to have it. No, thank you, man. I don't know more. It's, it's it's a it's a wild time to kind of look at my career and kind of see this ten months of impact block being in there. But it was it was a blast because Honor No More was a bunch of people that I was real life friends with and inside the ring outside of the ring we spent those 10 months together and uh especially after every all the wild stuff that was going on it was it was good to kind of make that next chapter of my of my career together with a bunch of people that i i had been you know coming up with for for years with you were a train you were trained by bob evans and spike dudley um can you tell yeah. us the impact they had on your career i mean Spike, especially, you know, um, Spike was my first trainer and, and my major and my main trainer. And it, it was one of those things where I realized there was so much more to wrestling. You know, I knew Spike Dudley as this hardcore ECW guy. I grew up in the Northeast, so I'd seen ECW. I'd gone and watched the shows. So I, I when I first went in to train with Spike, I'm thinking, you know, what am I getting myself into? This guy's a hardcore legend for the most part. And then I realized this guy knows so much about wrestling, but he was so smart that he knew his niche in wrestling and how he was going to make it and make more money and to, to kind of find his place and that he's not the biggest guy, you know, he's not the, the Shawn Michaels of the group. He's this, this small guy, but he's got it all up here, you know, and he, yeah. he made sure he used that to the fullest and he made a career out of wrestling was in every major company because of, because of his brain. So it really kind of blew me away the the first day that I met met Spike Dudley and just realized like oh my god I'm 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 in a master's class right now I'm I'm jumping into the pool and uh, I'm in there with someone who's who's a legit genius because I even say like go and watch Spike Dudley versus RVD and it's yeah. it's crazy because you think like oh RVD but then you you watch this and Spike's doing more RVD stuff than RVD is in the match it's just, right <laughs> he, he, he's just he could adapt to everyone so uh, it was really something special and it was cool to there's so many guys that came from under Spike that have done so many things so there there's times where we see each other or we see Spike and we kind of get to you know ask him like hey how, what do you think of this or what do you think of that and uh to to kind of have that relationship with someone as accredited as spike dudley was really beneficial for me and and vincent and and tk and and mike bennett and all of us right from the right from the start oh that's awesome. it definitely shows for sure like it can you can like, just watching your matches and just going back and watch some of his it really shows how that psychology transferred over into your career yeah. as well Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, he's a thinking man's 
wrestler and he he definitely did his his uh fair share of crazy stuff but at the same time he knew he knew when to do it how to do it why to do it and uh something that uh, still that to this day I, I used a lot of lessons that spike taught me in that first couple of years awesome yeah um my question is uh well the kingdom is now in uh roh aw i guess you'd say um adam cole was in aw as well uh of course his uh status is uh not known right now with his injury um could you see a reunion with adam cole in the kingdom in an aw well aw ring of honor type i mean i i you know wrestling you got to say never say say never because you know mike came back five years and we re reunited there but my my big thing when it comes to Adam and and just kind of the whole situation is that he needs to take his time and just kind yeah. of find out what the future holds for him in general and when it's time to come back. You know, TK Orion was a guy that uh, was in the kingdom as well, dealt with some concussions, decided that that's probably probably going to be it. Like he just didn't, you know, didn't want to take the risk anymore and I completely understand that and that's something that he had uh, to make that decision and and you know adam is is still recovering and is gonna have to kind of i personally am always wanting to say take your time you know i've been there with a bunch of different injuries and um i can tell you this much it, if you rush it you'll end up right back to where you were in the first place so uh, i'm just hoping for everyone that's in that situation just to take their time and figure out what their future holds i know um I know you had a knee injury a little bit back. Um, what was something that kept you, um, like your head straight, positive, and saying, hey, I got to come back. I, I got to get back to the fans in the ring. Because um, something like that's got to be really tough to get through mentally and physically. So what was that, like your mindset to get you back to that point to say, hey, I got to be the best, the best wrestler I've ever been once the injury was uh, healed up and ready to go? I mean, for me, I'm always personally finding – things to motivate me you know things people say things when people question me it's like oh yeah i'm gonna show you elsewise but for for i think most wrestlers and the reason how we get in it in the first place is that we've seen others do the same exact thing you know i can't tell you the list of wrestlers i've seen come back from from injuries that are even way worse than the things that i've gone through and uh, you know even ones that i saw up close and personal tomaso champa was one that, you know, we were close friends, came up in New England. I was personally driving him to some of his rehab appointments every once in a while when he needed a ride. And it's just like I was watching him, like, fight and come back. And I was like, man, that's that's what a wrestler is. You know what I mean? It's coming back from all all this adversity. It's a hard gig as it is in the first place. And now it's like you get so far and this thing gets thrown on your plate. It's like, I, well, I can't stop now. I got to come back better than ever. And th there's a lot of things that are, are kind of blessings in disguise when it comes to injuries as well, because wrestling's a lot about staying fresh and reinventing yourself and not finding always something that, that's appealing to people. And um, I think a lot of my injuries gave me time to really kind of think about what I wanted to do when I came back, change up anything that I was looking to change, and, and really kind of, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. So I would leave for a little bit, people would miss me here and come right back so it's uh you, you always got to find the the silver lining for stuff like major injuries like that 
Um, it definitely was tough. And there was definitely plenty of times where I was like, what, what am I doing? Like, what, how am I going to go on? But, uh, you know, it's, you, you throw in that giant knee brace and you, you keep it moving. So for, for me, it was just kind of another uh, badge of honor of, of being a professional wrestler. Well, I appreciate it because you guys, especially during the pandemic, you know, really, really was, well, not just my escape, but I know many fans escape from everything. And then just giving us entertainment, you know, and just memories just week after week, especially with a lot of your matches. I'm always blown away by your stuff in the ring. So I appreciate you, man. Thank you again for everything you do in the ring. No, no, I appreciate it. And strangely, like the, the pandemic worked out for me because I was able to get I was rehabbing my ankle surgery and I was like, well, if we're going to have time off, I'm going to get my knee cleaned up as well. So by the time I came back, I rehabbed two surgeries. So it was, uh, it, it worked. I, I took advantage Huge of that time. guys for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, can you take us back to the night you won the ROH television championship? Oof. Long time ago at this point. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it was my very first night under contract with Ring of Honor. So there was a lot of pressure that I put on myself. I, I knew I was in there with a person who Ring of Honor had looked at as the future. You know, Adam Cole, everyone knew that they were on to something with him. He's uh, just one of those guys that as soon as you, you met him, you knew he was going to be a big star. So Ring of Honor was going to move forward with him and and. Here I find myself the first night I'm under any sort of contract for Ring of Honor and in the ring with, with what I know their future major star is going to be. So I had a lot of pressure on myself. And uh, also, you know, I know how Ring of Honor fans can be. And when a guy who comes in brand new wins the television championship right off the bat, I knew the reaction was going to be like, oh, uh, he's not one of our guys. Uh, so, like, you know, I had a lot of pressure on myself to really kind of feed into that um but i look back on on that time with with great fondness like it's one of those things i wish i could know what i know now and do it all over again because uh my time with truth martini and the the ring of television championship reign uh was was great but like now i watch it and there's so many things i know like i could make better and uh, I think that's, you know, that's life. Everyone will watch back their stuff and be like, oh, I wish I could have that one back. But especially yeah. it being my first thing in Ring of Honor, I look at it like, oh, I, I wish I could have that one back. But at the same time, man, what a night. Chicago was always a great crowd for us. So uh, yeah. it, it was it, it was nice to kind of start off with such a bang and then um, upset people right off the bat. Everyone get mad at me right yeah. off, off Jump Street. <laughs> automatic heel heat man that's that's not say hey, that's what you need at least you're getting some reaction and then you win them <laughs> over in the end hey you know we're we're wrestling's there to to make people cheer and make people boo and trust me i have no problem doing uh the role that makes people boo <laughs> uh i'm gonna go to some of the comments uh we are live on youtube and twitch right now uh ethan uh, how was your match against Wardlow in AEW? I mean, I beat the hell out of him. He's nothing, you know, no big deal at all. Uh, <laughs> it was it, it was great. I mean, it was another experience where I find myself thrown in the in the water again in the deep end of the pool. 
uh, first night under contract with AEW, first match with AEW, main event in a place that, uh, you know, isn't far from home. I grew up in New England and uh, Mohegan Sun being there in Connecticut. It was like a lot of familiar faces in the crowd that night. So it's uh, just another place where it's like, let's see if I can if I can get past all this pressure and, and make it happen one more time. I mean, the result is going to be different next time me and Wardlow get in the ring, I'll tell you that much. But uh, overall, uh, you know, being a kid that grew up in New England and showing up in AEW and main eventing my first night there in Mohegan Sun, I would say that's a, that's a win overall in the career of Matt Taven. Mm. Uh, Taven Definitely one of the top matches for me this year. Matt Taven and, and Helico. That'd be an interesting match. I, Have you- I would love to wrestle in Helico. I've, I've never, we've never wrestled. Uh, we both have done a lot of stuff in Mexico, really made our names for ourselves in Mexico, but him with AAA, me with CMLL, you know, two rival companies. So we've never crossed paths, but uh, hopefully we can make it happen in, in AEW because I'm a huge fan of him, huge fan. I think he's one of those guys that's super underrated. And uh, I think that the two of us in the ring together could uh, make some magic. Um, <laughs> Angel, uh, please say hi to me. <laughs> hi. How are you? <laughs> There's my fiance. <laughs> uh, Mike Dudley. Um, hi, Kelly, everyone. Hey, Mike. Um, what's your favorite match you have done? My favorite match, I would say, is uh, me and Jay Lethal doing the hour match in Vegas. Um, you know, everyone would want thinks I'm going to say Madison Square Garden, but to me, that never happens without the match that happens with me and Jay Lee Hill in, in Vegas. And it, it was definitely a Matt Taven has moved himself into the heavyweight championship position. Let's see if he can hang with the absolute top guy for an hour. And it was a trial by fire. And it was one of those things where if, if that match is terrible, there is no way I sniff Madison square garden, no way. <laughs> or if I do get there, I lose. Like it's, it's not going to have the same result that ended up happening, but um Jay Lethal's one of the best people, if not the best person I've ever been in the ring with. And to be able to go back and watch that match and say for a solid hour, we had that crowd on the edge of their seat and not for a second did they ever kind of get quiet or get stale or kind of, you know, get bored with anything going on in the ring. It was just uh, a, a, an hour of, of a wrestling fans having pure enjoyment. And that's, that's all you could ask for. So I want to just uh, kind of piggyback off that um, your statement there. Um, how do you prep for a match of like of sixty minutes or longer? Like how do you like the mindset? Like do you have to like do extra cardio? Like how do you like keep going for that hour? Because I feel like after ten minutes of the treadmill, I'm dead. Oh, it's it's funny because the first time, or when I heard that that was going to happen, I was doing cardio. And I kind of just sat there and added 30 minutes immediately. It was like, oh, no, here we go. <laughs> so it was definitely upping my cardio. And at the same time, I'd make a routine of just watching Jay Lethal matches while I did cardio until I was dead, you know. And I would sit there and just watch it over and over again. But it is, is even on the flight out there, I remember thinking, like, how am how are we going to get through an hour? And uh, funny enough, I remember there was a point in the match early on where 
I'm thinking to myself, like, we must be 15 minutes in. You know, we're, we're doing good. Maybe 20 minutes in. We're doing great, maybe. And I looked at referee Todd Sinclair and was like, what time? And he's like, seven minutes. And I was like, oh, no. Screwed. Oh, no. We're never going to make it. But, um, no, it was it, – it, when you're in there with someone that good, your time kind of flies by. And uh, he is a huge part of my career, whether it was when we feuded for the television title or for the world title, and uh, always brought out the best of me. So by the time, you know, that 50-minute mark had hit, I was – there's a thing called a runner's high when people run for so long that they just kind of hit their stride and they feel like they can go forever. We could have wrestled another hour at that point. No kidding. <laughs> Easily. So AEW two hour match. I'm uh, not dying. <laughs> if if it's that same crowd and that same energy that was going on that match, we we could have done it no problem. You know, someone's gonna try to do it, and now it's gonna be like a dead crowd where I'm like, all right, I can't go on. <laughs> Just do it down here in Texas. You'll be fine. Uh, Courtney Jean. Courtney is here at the party. Oh. As we need to find out how many claws deep is Courtney Jean. <laughs> uh, Everyone knows her go-to's white claws. <laughs> I was going to ask, um, have you ever been pranked and and uh, have you ever pulled any pranks? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, there's always you, you, you always uh have these light little pranks that kind of make the monotonousy or you people stress out so much because it's such a like a land go 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 and so like you're you're just kind of like moving at all times and you get in these little like all right i do this and that and then when someone throws you off your game plan it gets you all flustered and then everyone loves to laugh at that so i remember one time in particular um someone hiding the old walking stick that I used to come out with after uh, knee surgery. And it was like my entrance. And I remember being like, all right, I know someone's hiding it. And it's a good joke. (laughs) But we are, my music's about to play right now. I need that now. And, uh, you know, I'm like, no one's, everyone clearly on their face knows where it is. And I'm the only one not doing a joke. I'm like, all right, guys. And they're like, I don't know, maybe you should just go to your match. Go to your, and someone hit it like right by the entrance. And I was like, oh, good one. Good one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to oh, kill everyone man. when I get back. <laughs> That's funny. Man. But it's always little stuff like that. It's always never anything malicious. It's, it's just stuff to kind of break up the monotony of stress out. Here's the hotel. Here's the venue. Stress out some more. <laughs> yes. Uh, I guess my next question, uh, no, I guess it's about the end, like this year, uh, last year, ROH final battle. Uh, you know, there's rumors of ROH possibly folding, um, and then, you know, it happens. Well, kind of, uh, you know, after final battle, uh, what was your initial thoughts of, like, before you got the input, like, you know, uh, how do I say it? Uh... Well, I'll tell you this much. My initial thoughts about what was going to happen after final battle was I had no thoughts. I didn't know what was going to happen. I was hoping for the best. And all of us, it's it's a strange thing when, you know, one person kind of 
is either released from their contract or their contract expires or whatever the case may be, they find themselves out in the free world. And uh, it always kind of, you watch it from afar and you're like, oh, well, I hope for the best of that person. It's a totally different story when 60 people are all of a sudden just kind of thrown out on the wild, all trying to see what happens next. And like I said, luckily, Impact really reached out to us very quickly, and I didn't have to stress that much longer. But I knew going into Final Battle that if that was the last time I ever stepped in an ROH ring, that I wanted to make sure that us and the Briscoes had a match that uh, people remembered. And I think that I just recently watched it again because us and the Briscoes are uh, at Russell Cade this this weekend, tomorrow night. And so I, I watched it back again. And, and there's there's not many matches in ROH that I'm more proud of. And so I think that that's for the Sinclair error. That's the exclamation point I want to remember uh, for that period of ROH. Awesome. So... Um... I know a lot of wrestlers that take inspiration from video game, TV shows, really anything in general about their ring gear. Is there a specific ring gear that you love that you that you got inspired from either by a video game or a movie? Oh, that's a great question. There's a, so I, I love ring gear and I've had like the opportunity to sit down with some of my idols. You know, I've locked out and found myself in a car with for four hours with Bret Hart and was asking him all this intricate stuff about his ring gear. I was like, Oh, why'd you do this design for this? And, and you know, it's always really um, fun to pick people's brains for that. I, I find myself personally, I can define portions of my career from the gear that I'm wearing at that time. And, you know, like a, like a Chris Jericho, like you can think of, oh, when he's wearing this, it's that time of his career when he's wearing that. Yeah. And I always kind of wanted to have the same feeling. So there's, there's times where certain parts of, of my gear, it's like, well, I'll take the sides, you know, side of my gear and, and make it almost like a, a Bret Hart or a Shawn Michaels or something. But then I, I want to do the rest of something different. So someone doesn't think I'm just, you know, ripping off this thing or i remember certain t-shirt designs growing up and being like oh that it's really cool to do it off-centered like this or that and that's always something that guys like you know vincent has always helped me with he's got a great eye for for stuff like that and we've always bounced ideas off one another but um you know for me personally i i wear purple because it's a it's a tribute to to my uncle who passed away from pancreatic cancer and uh, as long as it's purple, I'm kind of open to the design. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take any ideas that I see in the wild or I've, I've seen throughout history of wrestling and kind of take little pieces of it and make it my own. Wow, that's, that's, that's amazing. I, I, I never knew that. Well, I, I love the color. And just to know that even more, it's, uh, that's awesome, man. I'm glad that you're doing something great for one of your family members that passed on. Yeah. I appreciate it. Uh, we're going to this question. Uh, Courtney Jean, uh, questions. <laughs> One, can you please say hi to Courtney Jean in the Queendom? Two, when can we expect you in AEW again? Uh, hopefully soon. I mean, you know, hi, first off, hi, Courtney. Hi, Kingdom, Queendom. <laughs> uh, and, and that crew right there, the, the Queendom the honor club girls, the honor no more girls, whatever they decided to call themselves that portion of my career has always kind of been there and helped me through everything. And I'm 
unbelievably grateful for him. But, you know, with that being said, it's been times when those people get the loudest that has helped my career. So uh, hopefully, you know, we're back on AEW soon. Uh, we definitely get thrown into things very quickly. So uh, it was, it's, uh, I'm sure things are kind of settling out, but I'm assuming with final battle around the corner, we'll be, we'll be finding ourselves on, on AEW sooner than later. Can't wait. Mm. Yeah. Um, let me see. Shire rocks. Uh, it's been almost eight weeks since you have seen me. I'm scared. From one to ten, how much do you miss me? <laughs> eleven. You know what? Twelve. I'll add it. I like twelve better than eleven. Hi, Missy. How are you? I hope you're doing good. Uh, two more. Uh, Universe is Matt Taven. Ooh. I would love to. I would love to do that. I've known Wheeler since he was like a kid. You know, wow. first getting trained and like just. He's always been such a good human who loved wrestling and just wanted to be a part of it in any way possible. And you always root for people like that. So I'm a big fan of Wheeler. Uh, Mike, AEW is very faction heavy. You've already talked about Adam Cole potentially returning, but is anyone else on that blood roster that would fit in with you, Mike and Maria? Um, you know, I know a, a guy named Dalton Castle who I've always been pretty close friends with. <laughs> <laughs> that would be yes. awesome. That would be that would be great. <laughs> Again, fan by the voices you guys come out. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been a fan of, of things that come from from reality, and you know, Dalton and, and myself have been as thick as thieves for since he got into Ring of Honor. So it's it's one of those things that it's it's those uh, things that like are extra bonuses about being an AEW because now I'm seeing all these people that I haven't seen in a while. That's awesome. Is there anybody in AEW that you are excited to work with or you want them to be front of the line to work with um, very soon? Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho has my title. He's always been an idol of mine. And, you know, he's dodging me. He's trying to wear purple now. He's got dodging me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's your time, man. Go win it back. Go beat Jericho. Yeah. Hey, you <laughs> know, championship that's how the story, back to it. You know what I mean? If I'm writing this, that's how the story ends. Mm-hmm. Taven Jericho. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask, did you play any sports before starting? Before you started wrestling? Oh, I mean, I played every sport growing up uh, as humanly possible. I'm a big basketball, football, baseball guy. Um, but basketball, football was my my still prime sports, and and still to this day, I, I find that there's it's hard to recreate the cardio that you get in a wrestling ring. And I would say probably the closest thing to it is is playing basketball. So I I will find find a pickup game wherever I can to to get myself in ring shape. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, Christy, hey Matt, it's Chris. Very important question. How's Griff? Oh, he's the best. That's my golden retriever. Um, it's, it's it's the hardest part about being on the road is is leaving his. And he like sits today. He was sitting by the door when I left, breaking my heart. <laughs> but uh, and I'll see him in a couple of days. Uh, Mike, not wrestling question. Are you worried about the Wizards throwing your prestigious? Celtics Eastern Conference this year. No, I think the Celtics are playing fantastic, and we have guys on the injury re- list. And Time Lauren comes back healthy, please, Wizards. 
Um, is Matt's favorite band today Green Day? Tonight, Green Day. I, I'm, I feel like there's a joke there because my favorite band isn't Green Day, so I'm wondering <laughs> what, what the, I'm trying to decode this joke. I don't get it. Ryan, I know who Ryan is. Ryan's a great dude. Ryan's the man, but I'm, I'm confused with Green Day. Uh, where's the greatest one you've ever seen in Vinny's beard? <laughs> I'll tell you the worst food you ever see, and he'll get like an eggs Benedict or something, something oh, runny, no. and then it'll be like running in his, and you're just sitting there watching him clean it, and you know it'll never get out of there. It's in there forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, uh, I guess That's my next question is, uh, you know, uh, Tony Khan uh, bought ROH later this year. Uh, so what are your thoughts on the new Ring of Honor under uh, Tony Khan? I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited that, first off, that it's not just fading off into the distance. And, you know, there's a guy who knows what to do with this unbelievable library that he has now. And there's so many things in there that I feel like don't get the credit that they deserve, especially the pandemic Ring of Honor, I think, was second to none. And now I think more people will be able to see it um, when Tony's able to get it out there. So I'm, I, I was pumped that uh, Tony ended up grabbing that because now that the, leg, the legacy of Ring of Honor will live on and uh, also it, it continues now with a whole new era. And it's, it's been crazy to see all these different eras of Ring of Honor. Um, and one day, wherever it ends up, you'll, someone I'm sure will be able to, to go through the whole streaming service and see it from the very beginning and enjoy it for, uh, for what it's become. What was that moment um, that got you into wrestling as a fan, as a wrestler? What was that one match, that one moment that's like, man, I got to keep watching. I got to get into this. Like, like what, was, what was the start of your journey? So I can remember this like it was yesterday. This is something that's burned in my mind. I loved wrestling and wanted to be a wrestler since I was five, six years old. But I can remember exactly the moment that I got into wrestling. My uncle Joe was was staying with us, and he was a wrestling fan. I had no idea what wrestling was, and I had watched you know Saturday morning cartoons. And he made me go over and change a little dial on the uh, TV to whatever station it was. And the next thing I knew was like the Ultimate Warrior with the background of superstars, where like the lightning bolt hits behind them, and it's all the colors. And it was like to me as a kid at that point, it was like you know cartoons that I grew up watching had come to life and were real life people. And so, you know, I go from loving He-Man and the Ninja Turtles to seeing the Ultimate Warrior and the Macho Man. It's like, oh, my God, these are things that I, I was into, but now as real people. And I, I was hooked. I mean, my poor parents' furniture didn't stand a chance. I was jumping off everything and body slamming every pillow I could find. So uh, it's been a long, long journey uh, with wrestling and me. Man, that, like so during that time frame of just all those personalities in wrestling, like I could definitely see like the cartoon character that just that crazy over the top superhero. Like there was a lot of great wrestlers in that time frame. Um, was there any like specific wrestler like that was your favorite and that you like? Man, like this guy like is amazing. Like this guy like every week you wanted to see him win. Like who was that wrestler for you? 
Well, I think it's it goes through different phases, right? At the beginning, it was definitely, you know, the ultimate war and the macho man were like my first two. But then I became a Bret Hart guy, like a die hard Bret Hart guy. And then you're Bret and Sean, but you had to pick your side. So I always picked, you know, my first love, Bret. Uh, and then as, as I got into, you know, my teenage years, it was the guys like Chris Jericho and Rob Van Dam that I really, really kind of always had to make sure i watched their matches so it's 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 a combination of a progression from you know the macho man all the way to, to rvd chris jericho and uh there's different time periods of my fandom where i can look back and be like oh those are the years i was obsessed with this guy you know yeah that's awesome can you tell us your worst injury that you've had oh uh final battle 2015 um, the ECW arena, we're defending the titles against War Machine, who are now uh, the Viking Raiders. And I came off the the ropes, the outside, and it's just the way my foot hit, hit like half oh, the outside no. mat, half the concrete. I blew on my ACL. Um, but the thing was, I kept wrestling. So then I ended up tearing my meniscus and my other meniscus, I tore both meniscus because I continued to wrestle. But um, oh, yeah, that was it was quite the process to come back from that one. Seems oh, like a lot of wrestlers, uh, a lot of wrestlers have done that. Seth Rollins, he tore his ACL, MCL, and meniscus, and Logan Paul just did the same. Uh, he tore his ACL, MCL, and meniscus. <laughs> so yeah, that seems yeah, like a common. Brutal. I mean, it's definitely a common thing. I think now with the amount of athleticism that's in wrestling, and just you know, it's it's such a combination of all these different sports, and you're. ACL tears and stuff like and stuff like uh, the NFL. Um, so when you have the athleticism of the NBA, but the physicality of the NFL, you're going to have injuries like this. So it's kind of par for the course. A lot of guys have had it over the years, but um, thank God that we live in a day and age where they can rebuild you and uh, send you back out there. Definitely, man. Uh, Ryan Sullivan, Tevin was a damn good pocket pool player. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sherlock. Uh, when you get to Russell Cage, who's the first person you're going to look for, and why is it Ross? Well, Ross is an employee at Impact, uh, who was great to me the last couple of months that we were there at Impact. Well, from the beginning of our time at Impact, so I was definitely going to look out for them. Impact has a, a show tonight that I was hoping to get to, but uh, with these flight delays. I'm going to miss it, <laughs> but uh, oh, hopefully tomorrow I can I can run into a lot of people because it's it is you know having this long of a wrestling career you run through so many people at the same time you it's it's hard to stay in touch with everyone because everyone's moving and shaking so much that you kind of only get a time to catch up with them at at, at shows or conventions and and definitely stuff like this or WrestleCade where there's going to be so many people in the same place I'll be able to catch up with a lot of people. Um, and, you know, that Impact crew, even though it just recently came to an end, it's still, you know, that was the last 10 months of my life. So it, it feels like it's been a while since I've seen them. So it'll be nice to see all those guys and girls as well. Um, <laughs> don't know how to pronounce my best pen Olga. 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 <laughs> Olga. Hi, Olga. How are you? Uh, last, uh, but I, I am about to board my next flight, so I, I, I probably will have to get it going soon. Yeah. 
Oh. Well, uh, but yeah, it was great having you on. Um, yeah. Thank you, guys. Much thank appreciated. Thank you for, thank you for uh, taking your time out to do this podcast for us uh, or uh, with us. Um, I definitely go check out uh, Matt Taven's uh, Pro, Pro, Pro Wrestling Tees merchandise. I'll definitely put that in the description below. Um, but yeah, like it was very great having you on. Uh, we wanted to have one last guest on this podcast this year, and out of and on my bucket list, you were on it, Matt Taven. Um, thank you, man. It's been a pleasure, yeah. man. Like you're such no, a good guy. No, thank you so much for having me. I'm sorry that uh, you know we had to do this in between in between flights, but uh, we made it work. And uh, you know, let's do it again sometime. It was nice uh, chatting with everyone, and hopefully. Uh, I'll see you guys at some light of a live event sooner than later. Of course. That'd be great. Can't wait. Hey, be safe tonight, man. Have a safe flight. And uh, thanks for having me. We'll do, guys. Talk to everyone later. Peace. Wow. That is amazing. That was great. Like, such a nice guy. Go watch his stuff on YouTube, everyone. Absolutely. Two blue hearts, I mean, two purple hearts. Two purple hearts. <laughs> what an amazing story. Like, I had no idea that he did that for his uncle, like, about his yeah. ranger. Like, I have no idea. And that just, that, that, that hit home. That hit home hard. So, that was awesome. Yeah, he's a stand up guy, man. Stand up yeah. guy. I know he's on his way. Someone's so, ringing someone's doorbell. That's my doorbell. Uh, Hold on. <laughs> poor Mr. Jacobs. <laughs> Um, yeah, wow. he's on his way to a wrestle cage. Um, yeah, I know there was an impact when I said he was supposed to be at, uh, but he had a flight delay, and that's how he was able to do this oh, early. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, we'll get a chance for him. Go check him out at WrestleCade. Go get go get an eight yeah. by ten picture, maybe you know, get something random signed by him. Just just go meet him, go meet him, give him all the love, all the support, give him a hug for us. Yeah, uh, when Mr. Jacobs gets back, uh, we'll go to the go to the rampage of reaction. Um, I'm my best to uh, not look at spoilers for this. Um, I saw one thanks to yeah. my fiance. <laughs> it's like, oh I no, I, no, like I know, no. But man, it was just wow. Like I'm just, I still can't believe we had Matt Tabor on the show. He doesn't do a whole lot of podcast and or shows in general interviews, so. To have that special moment with the All Elite Zone guys, we thank you guys all for watching. Uh, let's get into Rampage. I better get my TV on, so give me just a second. I'm going to hop off camera real quick and get my my show pulled up. Yeah, i got to pull mine up, too. But um, people still watching, uh, December 16th, um, Friday, uh, before Rampage, we'll have... Former WWE Intercontinental Champion UFC fighter Ken Shamrock will be on here. Um, it'll be before Rampage at uh, 8 o'clock uh, Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, the Ken, Sh Ken Shamrock will be on here. Uh, he will be our last guest of the year. Uh, this year we've had Alex Shelley, Mike Matthews, Bryce Rimsberg. Um, I'm sure I'm getting a few others. Uh, now Matt Taven tonight, but uh, Ken Shamrock will be our last. Uh, he'll be our last guest for the year. Uh, and we've also got some plans for the uh, 2023, uh, like uh, O'Reilly and 
some guy who carries mm-hmm. a, some guy who just carries a snake all he's carried a snake his career uh in a bag <laughs> he, he loves bringing out snakes uh what we are there might be, be fun there might be a few superheroes you never know oh, um yeah. yeah definitely stay tuned for 2023 as we'll have uh even more oh, special guests um crazy yeah. man like this has been this is like this has been a great year we're almost celebrating our year anniversary like seriously this is this is this has been a great thing to be part of and i'm glad that mr jacobs is part of it as well connor i'm so glad that you invited me to do this podcast it's it's ser- and then all, of course all the fans you guys have been really nice and supportive so we love you guys let's get that number to 250 or 255 or 260 uh let's keep on growing yeah. All right. Well, while we're getting ready to watch Rampage, why don't you guys drop us a question you want us to answer too? Like, since uh, we're getting everything loaded up, like this is not the question. <laughs> oh man, I just I just answered this. What was it? Wednesday? I just answered this. I don't feel like I need to explain myself anymore, David. He's been let go. He's been. And I feel like you're the one who answered who asked this. He's been featured endeavor. How about, oh, you ask, how about you ask Brody? How about you ask Brody how he's doing him? Yeah, go ask Brody. Oh, <laughs> He'll <man>. tell you. <laughs> oh, no. Know. It didn't record. Oh, let's see. <coughs> nope, they recorded. Uh, Thank goodness. I don't know what else you want to say, David. I mean, Did you record? Oh, no. Um, oh, no. Please tell me recorded. Please. Uh, oh, man. And dang it, it did not record. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Hmm. Let me see. Let me try. Let me see if I can find it live. Let's see. Let me see if it has it on. Oh, man. I thought I had it set up. Gosh, I have had, like, the worst technical issues lately. Hmm. I thought streaming was supposed to make it faster for us. That's what they said. Technology. <laughs> Technology, isn't it great? Come for AEW. Here are uh come here our tech support podcast. I guess um we know in our chat today. Someone uh someone wanted me to get in that CM Punk mode. And I feel in that situation in our group chat that you'd have seen that. I think um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's but I think I can I can go like CM Punk's at the post music. I can say word for word of what he said, <clears throat> like entire interview thing. I can say word for word of what he said. It's weird. Like I've watched it so many times, I've been able to memorize it. Yeah, I don't know. If I won't be able to watch that. Rampage. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Let me find the. Uh... Website that uh, that like Aiden gave me. Hmm, cool. I'll swing into it. Yeah, I don't want to miss out. I feel like Rampage Two was it's weird time slot though. Like that was kind of out of the blue. Yeah. Like what was the reasoning behind that? Did they just like say, "Oh, let's"? Uh... I know when I got home there was a uh, like a like hockey game on. I don't. Yeah, that's true. The NHL's in service, NBA's in service, the World Cup. 
everyone's. I'm pretty sure there's underwater basket weaving somewhere on ESPN. Yeah, basket weaving. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What are you using to uh, like to watch stuff? Usually, it's on my TV through Hulu. Uh, Well, I got this website that Aiden and Mr. Jacobs use. If you want it, Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, send it to chat or Facebook. Uh, give me a minute, guys. I'll be right back. You good? Right. I'll submit through a messenger. Mm. Man, that was uh I still can't believe we interviewed Matt Taven. Like, yeah, it, it still uh, it still blows my mind. I uh, well, thank you guys auto- for all watching. Uh, we're getting ready to do the rampage. Guys uh, are more prepared than I am with us along. Um, yeah, just a good night. Just a really good night of wrestling talk. Okay, let me see if I can watch it. Uh, we'll uh, pop up a few ads. If I just go out, I'm going to go back in. There we go. Huh. I didn't know that was a thing. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Which one I like watched? What's the one I click? Um, it's two full shows. I'll just watch it on my phone and just pop it up on the screen. Mm, I don't guess maybe. it matters which one. Yeah. Yeah, it's got full show. And... Mm, why is there... All right. Okay. <laughs> maybe. It's loading. So... Okay, well, why we're while we're sitting there waiting for um, Mr. Jacobs to get back and my phone to load? Maybe, guess not. Can Brody make a return? Uh, you ask him. I don't know what else you need to say. I'm I'm not clicking on any more questions. Yes, Brody. So. <coughs> You guys in the comments um, while we're getting set up, uh, who? what was your favorite thing that you guys learned about Matt Taven tonight? Was there anything that you guys took away from the interview? Was there something that you're like, wow, I did not know about it, or was really cool that he was able to ask or get answered for you guys? What did I ever do in this world to go to deserve an empty-headed? My phone's not lining Pulled up. Let me go on to the thing. So. That's okay, Connor. It'll be okay. Yeah, check us out on uh, check us out on uh, Spotify and Podbeam. Uh, we're going to be posting the interview up here very soon uh, today. So if you guys want to go back and relive it, I know I'm going to, or you can rewatch the replay later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll definitely yeah. I'll check us out. The, on, uh, you know, on you know. Normally for the uh, rampage, uh, like interviews on the end together, I'll uh, chop up just the Matt Taven interview and put it separate. If you just wanted to watch the Matt Taven interview by itself, all right. Let's yeah, it was a great interview. First, and subscribe guess, if you just... haven't. Also, mm-hmm. like and subscribe. And don't worry, we're not going to bother you guys about buying your. Teach every second. 
Sorry, that was terrible. Okay, come on, load. All right. All right. Let's David, I'm being very patient. I'm being very cool about this. Let's see if he mentions Brody again, you block him. Mr. Jacobs went, uh, let's see. Actually, I think I just got it. I do not want to fuck anyone off this podcast, but Bad. I will get in my CM Punk mode. So how do you do? Because <laughs> you fancy yourself a journalist, a sweet word of professional wrestling. <laughs> uh, for real, I can go on and on with that thing. Go off like Tony Khan. This, this freaking guy right here, this guy, this guy right here, he won. <laughs> I love those post media scrums. Like, some might be controversial, but. What happened? Oh, no, nope. <sighs> oh. Technical difficulties. There's no rush. It's only it's Friday. Okay. Um, reality creators. Um, are we need a Rosa, Storm, Mercedes? Uh, for the plotting guts match. Hey, that would be pretty good. Uh, yeah, that would be. Yeah, I'd watch that. I guess. Uh, yeah, Sasha, Mercedes. Yeah, Sasha. <coughs> I kind of they don't uh I don't think they should sign her really that's a unpopular opinion but I think they've <laughs> got a good, they've got a good women's vision as as they got they got Jamie Hayter they got Tony Storm Selena yeah. D. um yeah, it's pretty solid you know but I I don't think Sasha's done with WWE you know she's still on the roster she's still mm. stolen her merchandise. I don't think she's done. No, she's not leaving there anytime soon. She's still on their roster, so. And plus, yeah, they're bringing her back in a big way now, so. Yeah. Hope they can get it working. Yeah. Is yours working fine, the stream thing? Uh, yeah, I have it up. I'm going to press play whenever everybody's ready. Hmm.
apps that appear. Do this because we have irresponsible people who cut on stuff. EVPs couldn't fucking manage the target. They spread lies and bullshit <laughs> and put into media that I got somebody if I want to have fuck all to do with him. Want nothing to do with him. Do not care where he works, where he doesn't work, <laughs> where he eats, where he sleeps. The fact that I have to come up here and do this in 2022 is fucking embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I know all that word for word. That's know, a good thing. <laughs> I, I know it word for word. I liked uh, like like MJF's post media scrum. It wasn't as controversial as Punk's was, but yeah, I thought that was good. I you know, <laughs> I did a standing ovation when I when he finished. I stood up in my living room and clapped. That's yeah. how you do it. <laughs> yeah, like MJF. Yeah. <laughs> we say uh thank you. Uh uh I forget what he said. Thank you, fuck you, bye. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, got that from Jim Cornette, yeah. Yeah. It's MJF now though. Oh, is Lane coming back? Uh, he said I'll try and make it back. Well, um, I guess we can uh, just go ahead and start. All right. Well, ready whenever you are. Right, I'm pressing play now. This was like a Monday night nitro uh, mm -hmm. thing. Rampage. Now, as you may know, this was uh, this aired at three o'clock in the afternoon today, or four, or whatever it did. Yeah. And uh, I had to sit at a doctor's office for four hours today, so I wouldn't be able to make it <coughs> if mm. I wanted to. Ridiculous. I think for four hours. That's way too long. <laughs> but I'll, luckily, you have this podcast, so I can watch it. <clears throat> but uh, this rampage, it's uh, well, as the thumbnail is, it's uh, FTR versus Top Flight. Uh, oh, yeah, it's going right into it. Uh, Darius Martin's finally back. Uh, I thought he'd be out a little, a little bit longer, but he's back, uh, which is good. This is for the ROH World Tag Team Championships. Black Great to see Friday, Top Flight together, though. Black Friday Rampage. I'm glad. Uh, yeah. Top, I'm glad. Uh, like Dante Martin's been healthy, but it just seems that Darius Martin, towards ACL one time, he was out. He got into a car accident this year. He's out. And now he's mm. back. I hope he's so here to stay, man. I still feel like uh, him and Dante need to uh, readjust their moves up because uh, some of those high flat moves, doing so, I mean, you, you may have done a, like a lot in your career, but 
It always takes that one step yeah. <coughs> to mess up. And, and especially, like, I think Top Flight could be future AEW Tag Champions. Uh, but they just got, but especially Darius, he's got to keep healthy. He's got to, uh, he can't afford another, he can't afford another uh, big setback injury. I mean, I personally think if he, if he can stay healthy, they have a good shot at the titles. Yeah. Jim Ross said the same thing. He said, uh, he said, uh, these guys have the sky. The Jim Ross said, uh, he said, the sky's the limit for top flight. They can just stay healthy. Right. Ooh, nice one, Dred. I don't think these two teams ever went against each other. I don't think so. I don't, know, I don't remember ever seeing them go at it. And uh, on the bottom, it's got a uh, uh, Dark Order versus uh, Roosh and Butcher and Blade. I like Butcher and Blade. Yeah, they went right into the match. <laughs> they didn't even no entrance or nothing. They just start the match. <laughs> See, lots of times what they do for Rampage is they uh, they film the entrance, but they just put them on YouTube before Rampage. Yeah, wanted to watch that. So, <clears throat> with Rampage only been an hour, let's go straight into it. Like, do the power real fast and go straight into it. Ooh. Which is something, you know, you only got an hour of TV, so you got to make the best of what you got. Right. Great tag team work by Top Flight right now. Ooh, that was good. Ooh, DDT. Yeah, beautiful sequence. That was awesome. That was like a uh, mid-air DDT in a way. Yeah. It's hard to believe that the last time that Darius Martin was on TV was with uh, Jeff and Matt Hardy. In a eight-man tag. Yeah. Uh, that sucks. Not that the match sucked, like the circumstances. Mm -hmm. <coughs> I'll be right back. Okay. Oh, we got a tag. <laughs> oh, Dante Martin out of the air. This is this is a really good match. We got a double pin. Oh, and two kick out. Dante with the big boot. <laughs> Dante makes the tag coming off the top. And FTR got out of the way. <laughs> All right, I'm back. I gotta say, they're killing it, man. The opener, not a bad opener at all. Sorry, everyone, if my uh, voice is all scratchy. Yeah, you're good. Oh. Who's that, Mark Stroke? Was that a fan? It looked like Sanjay Dutt for a minute, the guy in the crowd. It did. Like 
tags made with your have i told you about uh like you know i went to full gear right yeah uh full gears love i don't know if i said anything uh did i tell about the fans that got into a fight at full gear i think I oh did. yeah you did yeah you did the drunk unruly fans <laughs> it's like oh, at, at uh the last year we went, went to um uh, like all out they got into a fight there and they do it again in full gear like why is it all the pay-per-views gonna act stupid i don't know man there's always one or two that that decide to to ruin everybody's fun and fight and all that shit. i mean there's always one or two people that do that at every show <laughs> Right, come on. Especially pay-per-views. I'm not sure why they decided to do all that during a pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah, and this guy wants to do it like right before, like during the main event, which is so stupid. Boxing, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I mean, really, it's disrespectful to the wrestlers because they're putting on a show, and then they have to, and then people have to stop what they're what they're looking at to look at who's fighting. And yeah. I mean, it's disrespectful if you ask me. Yeah, and most of the worst stuff with Petty, like the guy during the main event, he took off a shirt and pants for whatever reason. <laughs> and then, like, he wanted to be the center of attention. And, like, 14 security guards went up there to make sure. And then, like, fans were like getting mad at the security guard because they were blocking the area, so they just injected the fans. Either that or the, or the fans around him would, would have beat the hell out of him. <laughs> yeah. That was a good suicide dive. Yeah, it was. I mean, it would be a huge upset if they beat FTR. <laughs> the top flight beat them. Yeah, this would be an upset. That's what... <clears throat> Crossbody. They're actually not, not doing too many uh, half-land moves in this match. Well, they are, but yeah. uh, it's a lot different. Oh, they have came, they have changed the game cover. Yeah. Iron head, but <laughs> I've seen a lot of people do that move recently. Flying head, but yeah, I've seen uh, Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dax Harwood's done a little bit. Someone in WWE has been doing it as well. I can't remember who it is. Someone in WWE has been doing it as well. Hmm. But the way Chris Benoit did it was differently. Like he had like literally head first. They're kind of doing yeah. it a different, a different way. Uh oh. Slingshot pack. Slingshot powerbomb then. That was a hell of a powerbomb. With the splash. He got all the force on that. We slammed him into the map. Oh, oh God. You see that close line?
Uh oh. Oh man, that was so close. <laughs> Top flight almost had it. Oh, he's there. He was there for the finish, but. <laughs> Ooh, nice DDT. Oh, I almost had him there. If he would have just locked that in a little bit better, he would have had it. Yeah, he was so close. That's one thing that can uh, be disadvantage to high flying going so fast and easily mess up. Yeah. Good. Oh. I know that hurt. Chest going into someone's chest like that. Just gotta hurt. <laughs> Oh, Spanish fly. No. Uh-oh. Here we go. Jamas is getting into it. <laughs> oh. What a brain buster. This is bringing back like vibes from every tag team in each generation, really. Yeah. Oh, every time top flight almost have it in this match. Yeah, they've been so close, man. So close. Oh. Again. Quick. Oh. Oh, they hit it. They hit it flush right there. That's got to be it. <clears throat> FTR. Oh. Great opener, man. The great oh. opener. What a finish. One, two. I love FTR's finisher. That is a dope finisher. I like it too. And apparently, uh, there Dante Martin got injured in this match. Hmm. Uh, they they filmed this after Dynamite, and uh, someone posted a picture of that Dante Martin was uh, injured. But apparently, it's oh, not serious. But apparently, it's not a serious injury. It's not. It's not gonna. He's not gonna be up. He's not gonna be out anytime. So that's good. <clears throat> yeah, that's really good. Need them healthy. Yeah, both of them. <laughs> yeah. That was a good first match. Yeah, that was awesome. Oakland, California. Man, how's it going to get that major push, man? You just wait. I can see it. The Book of Hobbs, I love all that, man. I mean, they need to push him to the moon. Hmm. That's definitely really different. 
Hobbs isn't really uh he doesn't really cut many promos on his own because ever since him he's brought book I mean uh book away from Team Taz he's he's uh had to build him like a little bit more on his own. So we're getting to yeah. see that getting to see him talk a little bit more. And maybe it was a good thing he didn't talk at first because he has that mouthpiece like Taz to coach him. So eventually when he does Mm-hmm. Have to get him like himself, kind of like uh, Christian Cage was the Jungle Boy. Maybe sting a little bit to Darby. What are they doing? What was with the whole turn? I don't get that. <laughs> you do you got a commercial? No, I'm, Jericho's walking down to the ring on my end. I can probably fast forward it. Taped. You said Jericho was watching. Uh, he's walking to the Yeah, ring. they just got into the ring. Yeah. All right. Oh, four hours. Is Kawhi coming out in your end? No. Uh, Jericho Society is all in the ring right now. Let me, let me know when Claudio comes on your end, I guess. Okay. <laughs> the Ocho. <laughs> So I gotta say, Chris Jericho has gotten himself back into good shape, though. Did he just say the king on your on on your end? Mm-mm. Did you say four eyes? Not yet. Trying to get the same. You always always gotta call someone. <laughs> How many nicknames does Jericho have now? <laughs> Golly. Oh, we're nice, clear. <laughs> Shoot. Lionheart, R2J, Docho, the Champion, the Demo God. The Wizard. <laughs> Wizard. Probably some other ones I'm forgetting. <laughs> now you said four eyes. <laughs> And now Claudio's coming out. <laughs> he caught him four eyes. <laughs> Check out the suit on Claudio. That's a nice suit. Claudio always wears good suits. Are we gonna get? Claudio wins it back. 
I feel like this is going to have something to do with Final Battle or like his next pay per view, this promo right here. Mm. I feel like Clash should never lost it. I but agree. Hope, hope, hopefully, he regains it back pretty soon because I think he would be the perfect person to go into a ROH TV show with him being champion. Yeah. And his last reign was so short, man. They got to gotta bring it back, man. got to have him win the title back and keep it longer. Maybe this uh, second time, if he wins it, he'll be able to go on a real ROH run to, on a weekly ROH show instead of AEW. Yeah. Maybe it was a good thing you lost it so we didn't have to. That's the only thing I like about ROH. Like it, sometimes the ROH is overshadowing AEW a little bit. Like you're trying to mm, showcase so many yeah. titles, and sometimes it can overshadow. It's hard to find a balance. That's why ROH is its own show. He hasn't slept since last Saturday. Hmm. Wow, I don't know how he's still awake. See, he wants another shot. I knew it. <laughs> oh, Jericho, come on. Want <laughs> another shot. And of course, he's going to say no. You want to forget it. <laughs> what can he offer? <laughs> In a theater. <laughs> Sports entertainer. <laughs> Matt Lee makes take a Chris Jericho, a young Chris Jericho on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> you think he's from New York, but he's actually from Canada. <laughs> Jericho. <laughs> You're breaking my nipples hard. <laughs> What is their fixation with nipples, man? I don't get it. <laughs> I can't keep yeah. shame. Kyle <laughs> looks pissed. Oh, yeah, he does. You know, trying to get him to join the, the Jericho Appreciation Society. <laughs> Jericho's losing. He's losing that belt. He's got to, man. He's got to lose it. He has to go back on to Claudio's waist. Claudio ain't going to Jericho Appreciation Society. It's a good, it's a good stipulation, though. Yeah. I remember whenever Jericho tried to get Moxley to join the inner circle, he was like, I don't want to join your group. It's stupid. <laughs> I was there that night. He um, he joined the inner circle for at least two minutes. And then he winked, yeah. and then, and then he winked into the camera, which I didn't see yeah. that because it was alive. And then a few minutes later, he says, uh, I was just kidding. 
That was hilarious. Her down ships Jericho. Yeah. That was great television, though, I gotta say. <laughs> and that video on YouTube that AEW has got 5.9 million views. Wow. That, that segment. It was a great segment. It really was. <laughs> and, like, they got a chase figure. Like, uh, John Moxley, one out of 500 from that night. Like, it's uh, when John Moxley joined your circle for a few minutes. Like, when Jerk went up, when Moxley took off the jacket and had it in your circle. And then he. he and then he has the bubbly where he smashed against Jericho's head, mm. like, 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 like in the figure. I really want that yeah. figure, but it's so expensive. It should be a good match, Jericho and Claudio, in an ROH mm-hmm. ring. <coughs> Never thought I'd see Jericho wrestling Ring of Honor. Oh, Tony. Damn, Tony looks beat the hell up. Hold on one second. Be right back. I'm going to grab my drink. I love the animation that Darby Allen has. That cartoon, I love that. Tony Storm has it all. She can wrestle. She's good on the mic. Yeah. No, uh, like being there at Full Gear, their match was the best match of the entire night. And I feel like for me, like this is the first time ever the women's put on a bet, like the match of the night on a pay per view in AEW wise. It was a killer match, man. It really was. And this was the first time on an AEW pay-per-view that they had three women's matches on the card. Yeah. I'm so, I'm loving that the women are getting a lot of shine these days. I, I love that. They they deserve it. I was watching an interview with Jim Ross in 2019. And, there was, and a lot of fans were complaining that the women weren't getting a lot of shots and stuff. And he was mm-hmm. like, the, the women are going to have to earn their spot on like a big like main events stuff like you can't just like like in WWE like they really had to prove themselves to really earn that main event spot and I feel yeah. like over the years over the years have come the women in AEW have proven that week by week like when they added Tony Storm Jamie Hayter on the Rosa Britt Baker uh, others uh, they're constantly improving so it won't be for yeah. too long that they get what they maybe have a main event on a pay per view. 
but it's gonna be it's gonna have to be earned, and I feel like they're earning it. They're start the, the woman in AEW is starting to earn, uh, getting bigger opportunities. So, yeah, I hope eventually to see a women's tag team division come through. I, I want to see that. I don't think it's. I th- it won't be too long. I think in twenty twenty three, sky's the limit for that. Yeah. Once they get a few women back, uh, Ruby Soho and Statlander. Yeah. Thunder Rosa, they'll be set. Darby Allen and Anthony Henry. Anthony Henry is very, very good. Uh, his match Ring of Honor was very good. I forget who he went against. Oh. I'll be flying through the air. Ooh. That was a good transition. Well, he got JD Drake in that. Oh. <coughs> oh, ouch. That hurt. That hurt. Got him. Ooh. Anthony Henry. Oh, I spit on him. That's nasty. <laughs> he spit on him. That's nasty. No, but I've seen worse. I've seen people lick people's blood and that's not mm. them. Still to come, the trios match. Yeah. I think uh, Sheeta's going to have a match on here. Mm. On her rampage. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I think it, this is uh, Hakuru Sheeta in action. So they're probably her in a local town or job. Or... Mm. Be good to see her in the ring. Yeah. It's been a while since she's been on TV. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of hers. I believe the last time she was on TV was against Tony Storm on Dynamite. <coughs> I think so, yeah. Oh. This match has got a good pace to it. Yeah, it does. Oh. Suplex. Nope. Oh, that was a good one. Uh, Darby went up for the... Uh, he went up, he tried to go off the ropes, and then he went back. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, like Anthony Henry caught him with the German suplex, kind of uh, like in in a, in a, in, yeah. in a midair. Darby went off the ropes. That was cool. That was impressive. See, they have great chemistry in the ring. Yeah, I think I wouldn't be surprised if these two have went against each other a lot in the. Uh, do you, do you like indies before they've been in, before they was even in AEW? Yeah, I believe they do have a past. They do have a I w- past. I won't be surprised if they did. If they 
dude. A lot of these guys came from uh, PWG, Pro Wrestling Gorilla, and AEW. Yeah. Darby, Jungle Boy, Lucha Bros, Brian Cage, Keith Lee, Kenny Omega, mm-hmm. the Young Bucks. Moxley. Yeah. Dropped my mic. <laughs> Anthony off the top rope. Oh. Oh, he hit the code red. Oh. Yeah, he hit the code red. Didn't get a pin from it, though. Didn't hit the three. Enigma 47. Thanks for watching. Enigma, Enigma, forty-seven. Damn! You see what he did to Darby? Is he putting uh, Darby on top rope on your end? Uh, my instinct is outside fighting, fighting with his uh, with uh. Uh, the, the the guy uh, for, I forget his name, but he's out out there fighting him now. Now he's on. Now Darby's on the top rope. His commercials are messing me up a little bit. I'm actually not getting any commercials. It's just it's just just going. Cough and drop. That was a good match. Oh, yeah. I love that coffin drop by Darby. Has the, has the match finished? I, fi- I finished on your end. He is going up. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's over. Yeah, now Sting's getting into the ring with Darby. Yeah, we're at the same spot. Oh. Uh, Enigma forty seven. Uh, how did you find out about our podcast? Hey, thanks for tuning in. I'm curious to see how people find our podcasts. Sometimes if it's like social media. If it's like suggested on like YouTube video, like suggested videos. Yeah, how'd you find us? Hmm. I love this new attitude Athena's got. I love it. Oh, she said this this missed. <laughs> hmm. I'm just searching for people that are watching Rampage. Uh, but yeah, we're watching Rampage. Uh, we just had Matt Taven, uh, AEW star and our white star on here. Uh, yeah, great interview. After this is up, uh, this live stream will still be up, but normally on YouTube, it takes a few minutes for uh, 
live streams will show back up. <coughs> but we will be uh, at lots of times for our um, like interviews. I like to uh, chop out the interview part and make it a separate upload itself. So if you'd like to watch the match of an interview by itself, uh, I'll have that up probably by Saturday or Sunday, probably. But yeah, uh, Academic 47, uh, she definitely subscribed to our YouTube channel, like 247 subscribers. Uh, mm -hmm. Three more normally at 250. Um, tonight, that's 50 from 300. Yeah. We do uh, Dynamite Live Reactions, Rampage Live Reactions. We have special guests, as we did tonight with, with uh, Matt Taven. December 16th, we got uh, Ken Shamrock, uh, former WWE Intercontinental Champion and UFC fighter. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. That's gonna be, I got some questions. I'm curious to ask Ken Shamrock. Yeah, me too. So, yeah, folks, you know, stick around. We got some great things happening on this channel. And as I said before, uh, well, this year we've had a lot of guests. We've had um, Alex Shelley, Buddy Matthews, Bryce Strimsburg. Um, Sabu. Can't remember if it was this year. I, I believe it was this year. Yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was this year. Um, yeah, we had Sabu this year. Uh, but next year, 23, um, you might see uh, a guy from O'Reilly's. Uh, there's a guy who likes to... He likes snakes for some reason. He brings a snake to the ring. Uh, <laughs> we might see a superhero in here. So uh, be, on, be on the lookout for people that like snakes. And uh, <laughs> people's last name, that's O'Reilly. <clears throat> yeah, it's going to be great. Can't wait. And uh, I didn't want to apologize for more scratchy. Uh, from being in New Jersey, to coming back here, the weather's completely different. New Jersey, mm. like it, it's cold down here, but go on to New Jersey, it's on a whole another level of cold. I bet <laughs> it's not the same cold. I packed warm, but used to be wearing like four jackets at a time. Man, <laughs> yeah, up north, man, they they get hit with with you know snow snowstorms, blizzards, all that stuff. It gets pretty damn cold. Uh, what did I show on uh, your end? Is it Mark Henry? Yeah, right now it is. All right. Uh, is that a... Uh, that's Roosh, but it looks like a... Uh, like Adam Rose is a bunny. Adam Rose is a bunny. <laughs> yeah. The Rosebuds. Um, I haven't really been watching the World Cup. I know uh, Canada's in it. Or isn't it? I saw on Twitter that Canada was in it. I'm actually not really a big soccer fan, honestly. Yeah, I don't really watch soccer that much either. I've been following up a little bit, a little bit on Twitter with it. Mm. Your crumbs. They <laughs> called them, call them crumbs. <laughs> FTR. Man, they're giving a good time. Giving a good time for this main event. It's going to be a long one. 
Oh yeah, they got they got to make a good time for this one. Yeah. David Howe, FTR. FTR needs to win those eighty. In twenty twenty three, they have to win them. They can't. They can't keep them off. They can't not let them win them at some point. Yeah. Who Brian Danielson versus Dax Harwood? Now it's gonna be a good match. It's next Wednesday. Oh yes, yes, definitely. Jade's birthday. Is now I want to. I want to see that match. That's gonna be good. I think it was a uh, Will Knight versus Anna Jade. That should be pretty good. Yeah, I'm into Willow, man. I'm a fan. Of, I've become a fan of hers. Of course, the Elite versus Death Triangle match three. Uh. So if I was raised this tomorrow, well, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't know it was tomorrow. I knew it was coming up. Uh, so if I was raised war games. Yeah. But now that you mentioned, I probably, I might tune in to watch it. I'm not, I, I don't. I watch uh, AEW the most. Uh, I don't really watch uh, WWE on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. So I do AEW, but I might tune in. Uh, it's War Games Survivor Series, so I might yeah. probably tune in for that one. It should be pretty good, honestly. I mean, it's always been a tradition of mine to watch Survivor Series. With it being a War Games, should be yeah. definitely different. Bruce. I think he would be a good uh, All-Atlantic champion. Roosh would. Yeah, I agree. He would. He'd be a fighting champion, too. I can see that. We'll be right back. He's restaurant. I got to say, I love that coat Roosh has on, though. That's a badass coat. Future champion, definitely, would be Roosh. It should be pretty good. They have good time going in, so it should be pretty good. Once again, folks, if you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. You're watching with us. Why not subscribe? We got good things happening on this channel. Tell your friends. Oh. All right, and the bell rings. <laughs> Could you hear me when I was gone? No. Uh, more WWE guy. I don't think AEW is that good anymore. <clears throat> uh, Mm-hmm. They almost got their uh, opinions about that. Um, You're entitled to your opinions, you know. Yeah. Uh, 
I probably never watched WWE like I used to. I probably never will. Uh, I will admit Triple H has changed some things for the better, but uh, mm -hmm. my opinion, not much has changed. Um, I don't want to see Dexter Wim with stock in the Miz. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, that's getting old. <laughs> that's getting pretty old. But uh, some things have changed. Like uh, some of the storylines have gotten better. Some of the we're treating a lot of the wrestlers better, like uh, Ricochet, a few others. Yeah. They're giving them their names back, but to bring me a Yemen for a few weeks and they call her Mitchin or like whatever they're calling her now, they change her name Michin. just like that. <laughs> Apparently, it was a nickname she always had in in uh, in real life, and they just started using it, and you know. But I don't know. But I will admit, um, I feel like Vince still has some power in WWE. <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like he still has some control. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> I have that feels feeling. that way. I felt that feeling that he's, he has some pull still. Like a solid partner. <laughs> uh, he is still a uh, shareholder, the top one. So. Yeah, he's he still he still has stakes in the in the company. So. But uh, with Stephanie and Nick Khan as the owners, uh, he couldn't. Make any final decisions, it would have to be approved by them. He can't do like he used to and make a decision. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what, it, and like, his decision was the final decision. Which that's a good thing. Yeah. Bruce oh, jeez. He's choking the life out of the dude. <laughs> and they're pouring water on him. Dad, insult to injury. That's that's messed up. I like Arush. I think he's a very good wrestler. I wish Andrade was wasn't suspended. Like I think they uh who was it? It was Andrade Arush and another guy. Never in the uh, trios tournament. Like they'll be good trios champions in AEW. Mm-hmm. <coughs> But uh, I don't know what Andrade's status is in AEW right now. Which uh, I feel like they're gonna be fine without it. Andrade. I uh, yeah. It might actually be a better thing if he did leave, maybe because like, however, him to use Malachi Black, the House of Black, Will Hobbs, Jay Lethal. Yeah. Uh, starts. Yeah. They got more room to use people. Um. Uh, but then again, I don't want them to lose Andrade because he's a an amazing athlete. So no, oh, hell of a talent, yeah. You just gotta pick and choose. Um, that's why you gotta watch how many people you sign. You don't need to sign everyone that comes available. Um, mm -hmm. But the only good thing about that is is when AEW had a lot of injuries this year uh, around like the summer. Uh, Punk was out. Danielson was out. Uh, a whole bunch of guys was out this summer. And yeah, it was a summer signed. of injuries. But AEW had signed so many people that it really didn't affect them because they had so many people to choose from that they could still use. Yeah. <clears throat> Which, sometimes that's a good thing if you... It, it can be a bad thing, good thing, if you keep signing people. 
if you get a lot of injuries, you have a lot of people that can step in and step up and fill another spot in the company. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, on one hand, it's a great thing. On the other hand, you don't want to oversaturate the roster, you know? Yeah, because not every time you're going to have a bunch of injuries at one time. I mean, you might like how the summer was, but you won't have that all the time. Yeah. So you just got to really balance out of who you really want over someone else. Mm-hmm. So that was tough to make those sacrifices. You got to do what's best for the business, you know, do what's best for the company. Yeah. So got the main event of Rampage. Dark Order versus Butcher and Blade and Roosh. It's good to see Butcher and Blade uh, get more. Uh, yeah. Good use, we can use more in AW. Well, good uh, Rampage is at its normal time slot next Friday. Good. <laughs> I feel like uh, tonight was because of the hockey. Cause, because uh, when I got home, there was a hockey game going on. And apparently, like, they, like they're having two oh, hockey okay. games. They're having two hockey games on TNT tonight, back to back. I didn't know TNT showed hockey. I think they started that up uh, maybe a year ago. But they started hmm. doing that because they didn't. Because I, I know they did uh, basketball and baseball, but mm-hmm. they just started doing hockey. Oh, it comes ten. Ten from the dark order. He's gonna do. Is he going to do what I think he's going to do? I knew it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. There's a negative one out there, too. How dare you? Oh, oh man. I knew he was going to do why, that. Why interrupt the match? I mean... <laughs> I guess he just... He just calls him to lose the match. Oh, oh come on. on. Brother <laughs> goes evil Uno. I saw that coming, man. I saw that coming. They were building on this for weeks. Even when Andrade was there, I was building towards this. <coughs> now Tin needs to take off the mask. This could be the this could be the mask. Yeah. I think he well, put the middle finger to the crowd. I bet you he takes it off in a minute. Oh, look at the, negative the dismantling one. of the Dark Order. Well, the Dark Order's done. Hey. They're done. All they have is three members now. They have uh, Evil Uno, Silver, and Reynolds, and that's it. See, see <coughs> negative one, he is, he is shocked mm-hmm. what's going on. Well, they're going to take Evil Uno's mask off. Wow. Uh I didn't know even. Oh, unmask him! I didn't know even. He's unmasking him. I I didn't know even it was bald. <laughs> yeah, who knew? Someone's going through a table too. All hell is breaking loose on rampage. A Black Friday. What the heck? 
Can we get some Jordan? Oh, they're ripping it apart. They're ripping the mask apart. Alex Reynolds gone. Alex Reynolds right through the table. Oh, man. Just take off the mask now. <clears throat> There's no need for the mask anymore. I wonder where it's going to go oh. by. Is it he's going to go by his real name, Preston Vance? Probably. <clears throat> oh, he's taking the mask off. <clears throat> see, I, see, I saw that. I saw this coming, man. <laughs> he's, this is a... No, I, I like this. Yes, I'm enjoying this. It's about time he gets, he breaks. Away. She's crying. The the woman in the front is crying. <coughs> I saw that. Negative one. I feel like they would tell him this before it started, or before I did this. I think it's a good move. I really do. I think it's a good move. I mean, he's so underrated, you know. Ten is, Ten is very, very young, and he's like this is like Dark Order's kind of became uh, everyone's left the Dark Order. Everyone's left it, uh, and they want to do their own things. And uh, I think Ten could potentially be a world champion in AEW. And uh, yeah, not anytime soon, but years on the road, he could be a TNT champion. Uh, he could be uh, the face of AEW in a few years. Uh, I can definitely see that. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. It, it's about time they did something different. But like, they, like they've been building towards this for weeks. Uh, like even uh, when it, even when Andrade was there, they was building towards this. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying yeah. it. I think it's I think it's a good move. It's a good move. I wonder if Andrade didn't get suspended, was that going to be the finish with Andrade? In that match, Andrade was gonna turn on the Dark Order when Andrade was there. Yeah. Hmm. It probably could have been the way they were, they were planning it. Well, yeah. Um, that was much of a rampage. Uh, I thought it was a very good rampage. Uh, give it an mm -hmm. eight out of ten. Yeah, I'm, I'm about there too. I'll give it an eight. I feel like I could have had a better women's match than what they did. Uh, but it was good seeing Sheeta uh on TV. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, uh we'll be back possibly Monday. Uh, I feel horrible right now. Uh so I'm trying to get better for Monday. Yeah. Uh but it was great having uh it was great having uh, Matt Taven on here. Uh as I said, I'll be putting uh once this is up on YouTube, uh it, it, it takes a little bit for the last room to show back up on YouTube. Uh mm -hmm. once it's up I'll uh, take the Matt Taven clip and put it in its own video. Uh, so if you guys just want to watch the Matt Taven interview, you can do that. Uh, but yeah, uh, definitely check out the All Elite Zone in the link's description below. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Spotify, and Podvine. Uh, we just got on Podvine uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, it's basically like Spotify, but not Spotify. Uh, mm -hmm. And definitely subscribe to the All Elite Zone YouTube channel right here. We're at 247 subscribers. Last time I checked, 247. Three away from 250. Um, 
But yeah, uh, we'll see you guys possibly Monday. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Peace.